Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the first broadcast of the work on Elder Ross Associates. My name is Nick Shaver. Uh, for the first episode, I'm going to be having Al Ross. He is the owner and founder of LJ Ross Associates. Uh, just before we get to him, I just want to talk a little bit as far as far as Al Ross. He worked at Consumers Energy for 25 years, and then he started LJ Ross Associates in 1992. We're actually celebrating 30 years in business. So we'll just be uh, you know, asking a few questions for uh, Al just to see how he started, just to kind of get his opinion on things. How are you doing this morning, Al? Doing great. How are you, Nick? I'm doing pretty good. Once again, thanks for joining us on our first inaugural podcast that we have here. So just want to ask you a few questions, uh, everything like that. To start out, before you retired and started LJ Ross Associates, you had a long tenure established career at Consumers Energy. Can you just start off by talking about how your idea of starting a collection agency came about and how you made that transition? Thank you for that question, Nick. Um, so really, I was running the internal credit and collections at Consumers Energy, which is a major utility company out of Michigan for around 30 years. Um, and when I somewhat retired, my passion formed um, our company. Um, and I started going out and going door to door and collecting on bad checks. And then once I started the check collection verification side, I just decided to start with the utility sector. Okay. All right. Good. That actually brings me into my next question because I was going to ask you that idea that sparked it, if it came from when you were actually working at Consumers Energy, or did it start after you had retired? So can you just talk a little bit about as far as, hey, when you start thinking, hey, this is what I want to do moving forward? Yeah, due to my longevity at Consumers, I definitely, when I was retiring or I thought about retiring, I was like, you know, I can go ahead and we can continue to help consumers and provide uh, jobs to everyone in Jackson County, um, which is another core principle of our company is giving back and providing um, good jobs for people in the Jackson community. So I would say twofold during consumers. And then when I retired, um, those were the ideas that sparked that I could create LJ Ross Associates. And you definitely did a great job of creating a lot of jobs for that. But yeah, like you mentioned, that story, and I've heard it as well as you start out basically going door to door, basically, as far as uh, to the uh, stores around the area, um, asking them to collect on the bad check. So that is an interesting story. And, it's, and you also start out of your basement. But can you just go further? Can you just take me back to the infancy of LJ Ross? Tell us more about that. And like your first year in operations, can you just really briefly touch on that? Yeah, first year in operations, it was just me and my wife. We did start in our basement. Um, we went door to door collecting on checks. And then it sparked that we could be collecting for Consumers Energy, which is where I came from. So we went ahead and started with Consumers Energy. We actually were doing transfers, utility transfers. So we had a specific um, department dedicated for transfers. Um, and then we went ahead and started in um, hospitals in 2001. And then the rest is history. Wow. So you just continue just to slowly develop over the years. But it's just really amazing to me as far as how you started from just that area and then how you're able to grow. Um, but as far as starting um, the company, I mean, obviously every company has their struggles and obstacles when you know doing a startup. Can you? What were the biggest obstacles that you had faced personally when you started with this endeavor? Um, the biggest obstacles I would say would be... <laughs> Yeah, I think the biggest the biggest struggle would be actually getting in front of the correct personnel that makes the decisions at the companies um, and basically selling our solutions on why they should choose us. 
um, we did go ahead and um, get minority certified with the NMSDC, which is the National Minority Supplier Development Council. Um, and so that kind of held us um, sidebar leverage for companies who want to do business with diverse companies. Um, we were certified and we could go ahead and kind of use that as um, a half foot in the door to get in front of those people to make those decisions. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. So what I want to ask next is obviously this is something that it's always going to be an issue from, you know, 30 years ago till today. And that's, you know, keeping your employees engaged. I just want to ask you real quick just to see as far as an important part of a successful company and what you did as far as employee engagement. Can you talk about the relationships you built with your employees? And as far as, you know, what's your suggestion is uh, your um, input as far as keeping your employees engaged and then wanting to come back more, especially working in an industry like debt collection? Absolutely. Great question, Nick. Um, definitely employee, employee engagement is key in this market that we're all living in from 30 years ago to now. Um, so definitely keeping all of your employees engaged, promoting from within, provi um, actually providing an atmosphere where people want to come to work and we have fun. We actually have invested in a relationship manager um, who's in charge of employee engagement to ensure that all of our employees are having fun. We do incentives. We want to keep people on their toes and can and keep it a competitive market where we're go ahead and we're they're um, gaining Albox so that we can do our silent auctions and we're doing the money machine and just keeping all of our employees engaged and wanting to be here, having fun and just making it an overall great place to be in a family environment. That's definitely very important. Like culture is really huge, and as far as employee engagement. And that's not a one size fits all type of thing. So you have to continually work as far as how to keep the individuals motivated and know what type of personalities you have. So great stuff there. I kind of want to just move over a little bit as far as you talked about, you started utility, right? And then you mentioned in 2001, you moved over to the healthcare segment. Um, just to talk about that a little more, because now obviously we do healthcare, we do utilities, we're in the financial industry with some schools and things like that. So did you basically, did you envision LJ Ross becoming as big as it is in a, a diverse you know, 20, 30 years ago? Mm -hmm. uh, good question, Nick. Um, I would say no, I did not anticipate LJ Ross uh, growing to the size that it is today. Um, I knew that it had the potential, but as far as looking from a uh, high level overview, I didn't know that we could get this big as we are and have grown to today. So um, when we started in check collections in 1996, we went to utility. And then, like I said, in 2001, we went to healthcare and then we went into the financial and government sectors. Um, so our two primary niches are utility and healthcare debt, and we do like to diversify into other industries, um, but that's pretty much how it has grown. Okay, thank you very much. Um, so as far as the collection industry as a whole, as we, we all know, it's not the same as it was 30 years ago. This isn't your mom and dad's uh, collection industry. Obviously, it's been more consumer friendly as you move towards the years. Basically, specifically, you know, November, there is Reg F that was implemented that, you know, kind of goes more to based on how much you can call a consumer, have contact with them. Um, obviously, as far as the collections, we want to collect the money, A, right? But we also want to be empathetic and everything like that. Can you just talk about as far as the importance, as far as, you know, keeping up the times as far as A, B, will collect the debt, but still, you know, being that consumer friendly uh, to the people you have on the other side of the phone, how important that is? Uh, yeah, that's very important. It's very important to adapt in today's um, rules and regulations. We have an in-house compliance um, and ISMS specialist that oversees all of the new trending topics that are coming down the board. 
Um, but it's very key to keep on top of all of these um, rules that are coming down the pipeline. Um, we have everything that we're dealing with, and it's just very, very key and important to stay on top of those so that we can go ahead and stay licensed to collect in all 50 states and be able to um, keep in front of our clients all of the forever changing rules and regulations to ensure that not only are we compliant, but we're keeping our, our clients compliant on the other end. Definitely, definitely. As far as the most important thing, obviously, you want to, you know, get that, collect that money, but you also want to stay compliant. That's very important. But this leads me to my next question. What do you think sets LG Ross apart from others in the industry? And what do you think your key differentiators are? Yeah, great, page. great question, Nick. I would say the first key differentiator that sets LJ Ross apart is um, family owned and operated. Um, so we've grown organically. We've never been acquired. Um, but the most the most feedback that we ever get back would be our size. So we're not very small. We're not huge, but we're medium sized and mighty. Um, we're small enough to tailor to our clients, fast turnaround times, but we're large enough in scale. And we've invested in those technologies to go ahead and handle those scales and volumes. And um, we're compliant. We um, pride ourselves on building longstanding partnerships as our um, average average part, uh, tenured partnership is around 16 years. Um, and we then provide a full extension of your office. And we're really looking to grow and build with you, ensure that um, once your patient leaves your hospital, the patient satisfaction continues to go through our office as an extension of your office. Very good point. The last thing you said is that's what our job is, right? We're an extension of your office and we want to make the patients and customers feel that way. So great input. So I'm going to end this interview. I just I want to ask you some questions. Obviously, you're retired now. Uh, you've been retired for a few years. So I kind of just want to just uh, pick your brain a little bit as far as, you know, how is retirement treating you and uh, what are the hobbies that keep you busy? I've heard from the stories as far as you're really avid shooter and some golf. So tell me a little more about how your retirement's going. Nick, retirement's going great. Just built my dream house. <laughs> when I have time, I like to go uh, shooting with my niece, Melissa. And I do enjoy hunting and fishing um, as I've been hunting my whole life in sales with LJ Ross. <laughs> All right. And I, I'm an avid golfer for myself. So I just have to ask you in the Jackson area, mm -hmm. what is in your opinion, your favorite course in the Jackson area? Favorite course is the Jackson Country Club. Oh, yes. Yes. The country club. My, I love the country club. I haven't really golfed there as much, but the grand and there's a lot of great. That's just one great thing about Jackson is the so many golf courses per capita. What's your favorite golf course? Oh, thanks for asking. I'm going to go with Ellis Sharp Park for me because it's nice and you can't beat the $25 for 18 holes every day of the week. There you can't go. Beat that at all. all right. Well, I just want to say thanks, Al, for taking the time out of your day, just kind of just give us a background of how it all started and basically just give us an overview how it evolved from, you know, like I said, this is 30 years this October. So I just want to just thank you very much and maybe hopefully again, we can have you back on. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, that is Al Ross, everybody. So um, just stay tuned next month. Next month, we'll be talking about, obviously, as far as certifications, we'll be kind of going more to that as now uh, we speak with Melissa Plunkey that she is the new owner and CEO. And we'll be talking about more as far as our minority, as far as women-owned, we'll be talking about the leaders that we have as far as uh, LG Ross Associates in the leadership roles. So y'all have a great day. And thank you for joining us on the first episode of The Rook.